Yo, yo. What is up? Just got done with some training. Nice. nice. What'd you work? Worked on that bench press. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Working on them, working on them pecs. <laughs> what is it? No pecs, no sex or something like that? Something like that. Something like it that. Gets, it gets to be pretty complicated. <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I was watching your video, Mark, of the uh, how to build a back, and someone put a comment saying, uh, uh, "No back, no hose in the sack." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is a model to live by. That that right that works. That works. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys don't already know who is on the phone with us, we have the one and only Mark Bell, the meathead millionaire himself. What's <laughs> and the creator of slingshot which in my opinion one of the greatest tools to use to build a bench like i've used it multiple times in the gym that i go to um and it's it's definitely helped tremendously so that i first off i want to say thank you for that and um uh and actually your knee sleeves the strong sleeves were the first knee sleeves that i ever bought i actually bought them from you um, you were at the uh, slingshot booth at the Olympia. I think it was like two or three years ago. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was a little bit bigger and I think you were as well. So, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah. So how, how are things, uh, how are things going? How's your holidays going? Uh, things are going good. You know, we're, um, we only got past Thanksgiving so far. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure black Friday was crazy for you guys. Yeah, all that stuff always goes really well. You know, the business stuff. Um, you know, it's 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 pretty simple. You know, you put time and effort into it, and then you get something out of it. So we, uh, you know, we make I feel are the best products in the world, and you know, we're not going to stop, and we continue to innovate, and we continue to uh, make things different, and come out with new and different things. Like you saw the new Gangster Flex wraps or the X sleeves. Yeah, but we were actually. Well, we were just talking about the uh, the gangster wraps and how it has that extra stretch to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah the X, just those little things, and you know, they make a big difference. But the X sleeves, um, you know, with a denim uh, cover on them, mm-hmm. you know, just makes them. They, they're just super stiff, you know, and you get that much more rebound out of them. We just created some uh, uh, X uh, elbow sleeves as well. Those won't be out for a little while. We're still kind of working with them and messing with them, but. Yeah, you know, just, uh, you know, try to make the best products and not rest. You know, I think that's a, a mistake. A lot of the other companies, they just come out with, like, one color. They do things one way. Right. And then they just, you know, they collect some money and they kind of sit back. And then, you know, the perception of me sometimes on the Internet is that I'm, like, selfish or self-centered. But if I was selfish and self-centered, then I, I would do what everybody else does. And that would be to kind of rest on your laurels and just say, okay, we're going to collect – you know, 300 grand a year, 500 grand a year, and to keep the company small because I'm going to keep the money between myself and uh, maybe a family member or something like that. But that's not the goal and the mission of this place. You know, we're here to make the world a better place to live. And so in order to do that, we have to grow and expand. And I got to shove stuff down your throat a little bit here and there to kind of get there. And, uh, you know, if I was selfish and self-centered, I, I wouldn't want to be- you know, continue to build this company to uh, what it's becoming. We have about... 16 employees now and uh i kind of see us rounding out at around 20 25 you know uh this year coming up and so that's something that i I, when i come in here to work when i come in here to lift um i'm not putting up points on the scoreboard for myself i'm putting up points on the scoreboard for my family and then everybody that works inside this building as well so we can continue to provide more opportunity for them and then maybe provide a new opportunity for somebody new that's awesome. Well, damn. <laughs> and hey, I mean, I, I think you're doing a great job. I mean, I'm new to the powerlifting world. I've uh, been introduced in this world through my buddy Nick about a year ago when we decided to become friends, and he's brought me in and shown me some good workouts and fixed some old things that I thought I knew how to do. And literally the first thing that I've always heard is about this, this slingshot, and that's all I've heard. So I think you're doing a great job already. Cool, yeah. We want to try to spread that message, and, and you know, part of the goal is to – lower the barrier of entry into fitness and into strength uh i i consider it to be a little bit like church where you know with with church they kind of tell you like hey man you know just come just show up you know just 
you know, come on, uh, you know, Easter or whatever. Like they try to make it seem like it's not a big thing, but then once you're there, then they kind of hit you with all this, uh, religious stuff and they try to lock you in. <laughs> that's, that's the way it is for me with, uh, super training. I try to say, Hey, you know, don't worry about the people that are squatting and deadlifting seven, 800 pounds and stuff like that. Just do your own thing, you know, and you try to sell it to them that way so that they can at least get momentum. And then once they're in, then you start to tell them, Hey, look, you got to do, you know, you got to do a full program. You got to do a 12 week, you know, strength cycle in order to really get to where you want to go. If you only want to show up twice a week, twice a week gets twice a week results. So you, you need to show up a lot more than that. And then you start to convince them and, and turn them into a machine where, look, this is a lifestyle. You know, you can't, I know I told you, you need to be here four days a week, but that was actually bullshit. <laughs> you, need <to> be here. <laughs> you need to be here even when you're not here, if you want to be the best, you know? So, uh, it's a 24 hour commitment to try to be stronger. It's 24 hour commitment to, um, to even just having a better body, like as, 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 as depressing as that might sound, if you want to make changes, if you're currently fat and you're listening to this podcast right now, you don't have the body that you want, it will take you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It'll be a full-time job and then some uh, to try to get yourself in shape and to stay that way. I I can definitely agree with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to be a high school wrestler, so I, I was beaten into the whole, uh, yeah. if you, let, you, know, you, you show up one day late, you're going to be fat for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, you can get a lot out of, uh, you know, putting in a good effort and, and being efficient and stuff like that. But uh, this whole perception of uh, work smarter and not harder uh, is false. I mean, you you, um, you can only work smarter and not harder once you've already worked harder. So you have to work harder. You got to get through some shit. Uh, you got to grind it out. So for me, for example, with some of my lifting, yeah, I could maybe afford to uh, take a few days off and maybe it'll actually make me stronger. I could afford to, uh, you know, skip out on a couple exercises because uh, the urge to want to do too much is kind of always there. But you're going to have to work harder before you ever have an opportunity uh, to work smarter. You got to also experience it because how, how do you know how to even work smarter if you haven't experienced it, if you haven't already pushed through it, if you don't know what it's like to score a touchdown or to hit a home run or to hit a three-pointer um, then you don't know what it's like and there's no other way to uh, duplicate it other than to actually do it so you got to go through something before you start thinking about how you're going to uh, apply some uh, brilliant method to it oh absolutely was what, what uh which method do you think was the most effective with you working harder or working smarter when you decided to try um bodybuilding when you switch from one sport to another yeah, bodybuilding is, uh, I consider, you know, I like sports analogies because a, a lot of guys and girls have played sports, but um, I consider bodybuilding to be like a full court press, whereas like maybe, um, you know, maybe powerlifting and maybe some of these other things, maybe even CrossFit, like maybe they're, maybe they're more like a zone defense, you know, but uh, go, going against the grain in bodybuilding is like, you know, going one-on-one every single day and having somebody in your face every single day and what's in what's in your way and uh what's in your face every day is just your uh need to get better and your need to uh get leaner but it all it, it starts with your your food you got the tanning um you got supplementation uh you just end up being on this really strict schedule the eating alone consumes hours and hours um all the amount of time to meal prep and then all the amount of time to uh, eat those meals, um, all the amount of time it takes to not only cook the meals and package them up and put them in your fridge or freezer, but also the time to remember to bring those with you when you're going somewhere the next day. The bodybuilding schedule gets to be really, really rigorous and tedious. Um, and it's like being in Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Shit's just... You know, it's the same crap every day, and you can't figure out any ways of uh, making it any different. But there's a lot of cardio training in there. There's a lot of lifting. And uh, you feel like it's a disservice to yourself when you don't have a good workout. You're like, man, why was that? Like, man, I, I thought I did everything good. And then you're like, okay, well, shit, I, I didn't really get the sleep that I needed. And all these little factors start to kind of creep in there. And so when I did when I did bodybuilding stuff, I would say that, it really woke me up and made me recognize like, look, dude, as hardcore and as tough as you think you are, you've only been in it like 60%. 
you know so you guys seen all the videos i've made thousands of videos on youtube i have more videos and fitness than anybody in the world and you, you see you guys have seen a lot of the work you think about how much work goes on even beyond that that you've never seen before but to then have the you know, have the comment of saying that I was only 60% in, um, that hit me like a ton of bricks. It, I, I really did feel that way. Once I embarked on this bodybuilding journey, realizing like, Hey man, this, this is like, we can't, we can't take a meal off. You know, there's no, we can't take it down off. And I worked really hard when I was powerlifting, but you know, if I'm being honest, uh, the food wasn't always clean. You know, the food could have been better. The rest and recovery could have been better. There, there could have been more. I could have put a lot more effort into it. But when I did this bodybuilding show, I only had about eight or nine weeks. So I really was left without a choice. And the whole goal of that thing was to, you know, have people kind of be like, oh, shit, okay, he's doing a bodybuilding show. Oh, this is probably like a, you know, a thing for Instagram or a thing for YouTube where some people switch to like, you know, playing video games or like dancing or doing whatever, you know, on the internet to uh, get some people to follow them. They probably thought like this was kind of a gimmick for me to get into bodybuilding. I want to show everybody like, look, this is this is serious. Like, I, I want people to to recognize like, look, if I dedicated my life to this, uh, I could be a uh, a really highly competitive uh, bodybuilder. Have you uh, thought about doing another competition anytime soon, or was that like a one and done type deal? You know what? Um, there were some aspects to it that I didn't like. Um, it's hard to, to put into words, but um, and this is this could be because I'm not a like seasoned bodybuilder. I, I'm not a veteran. There's other people that that might feel differently, but for me, I felt like I got too lost in myself, and I even at certain points didn't feel like myself. Uh, sometimes you you get into this really weird. Um, like a mind state what's that like a state of mind yeah you enter this really weird state of mind where you um you start to think that like people are beneath you and stuff it's really i it's like an ugly place to be it's hard to describe but i've talked to other other bodybuilders about it and they said they ended up you know feeling the exact same way you look at somebody stuffing their face with uh some mcdonald's french fries or something you just want to like go up to them just knock the french fries out of their hand and be like you are a fucking disgraced society why are you so fucking fat that's like the behind the scenes of bodybuilding where they don't tell you yeah right it, it, it's it's really crazy and i know some people are listening to this right now and they're like what an asshole but I, i'm just being 100 percent honest that's yeah that's the way that you feel um i guess it wouldn't be any different like if you were really really wealthy and you hung out with some dudes that like uh you know bought like a yacht one day and then bought a new car the next day and like you were kind of in on all that with them all the time then when you went back to like kind of hanging in regular society it just wouldn't do it for you anymore you'd be like you know this is this is boring you know but bodybuilding was such an extreme for me um and like i said i got caught up in myself like i a lot of things are for me but what a lot of people don't really see is that um it's a group effort by a team of people at slingshot at super training um and also by my family my family is on board and they understand uh that i'm kind of the driving force for right now i'm the catalyst for slingshot and for super training and you know maybe over time that that will change but so what people are seeing is the byproduct of 20 or 30 people uh putting a spotlight on me and i in some weird way um I, ha I always feel, and the reason why I interview so many people um, and have so many people on my podcast and my YouTube channel is that I do feel that there's some attention shined my way, and I feel it's my job to take a mirror and reflect it on the people that deserve it, the people that are deadlifting 800, 900 pounds, uh, these females right now that are squatting 500 pounds and pulling 600 pounds, and there's some crazy things going on in powerlifting. So I like to kind of shed the light on people that I feel have a good story or, or uh, the people out there that are um, that are really doing some cool things. But it, in terms of the bodybuilding thing, I, I think uh, – I'm not going to say I'll never do it again because there'll probably be a time when I get out of shape and get frustrated and, and I want to do it again. So uh, I possibly will do it again, but um, definitely not, not anytime soon. It just, uh, it consumed, uh, 
I guess what I'm trying to say in short is that when you chase after something uh, and you go towards something that you lose other things. And so like, you know, I, I want to be conscious of, you know, the things that my family says, I want to be conscious of the things that, you know, come from my wife and my kids. And like, I I just wasn't able to be like, to really truly be there, even if I was there because my mind was on this bodybuilding show. Right. Right. No, that, and that makes complete sense. Cause like, I, I've I've seen a few people go from powerlifting to bodybuilding, and just their their whole uh, demeanor just completely changed. Like, yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> powerlifters are happier when they're lifting heavy and not having to really worry about what they eat and everything like that. But once they switch, it's you know night and day. Night and day. It's it, it's crazy. Now, as far as powerlifting goes, are do you? plan on ever doing another competition or is that part of your life pretty much over and done? You're just focused on the business side. You know, I never, I never focus on business in that way. You know, like business is business. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I hear people say that and somebody might say like, Oh man, I got like fat and out of shape. Cause I'm focused on business. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't like language like that. Like I, I actually really, um, I get really offended when somebody tells me that they're like swamped. If somebody's right. like, um, you know, if I, if I, I don't know, if I text somebody and say, Hey man, like, could you come on the podcast, you know, sometime in like January or February and they, they'll respond back. They'll be like, Oh man, it's crazy over here. You know, black Friday and this and that. I'm always just like, God damn, like you can't handle your life. Like what? Like that's embarrassing. Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> and a lot of times these are killers, you know, these, these are people that I admire and look up to. And I, I, I like, X them off my list. I'm like, fuck that guy. I'm not talking to that guy anymore. Like, what a shit attitude that is. And also, like, why why do I need to know about your problems? Just say yes or no. Yeah. Maybe you just say, like, I don't know if you guys do that, but I do a lot of self-editing. Like, I'll, I'll say one thing, and then, like, if, if you could look at my phone and look at my text, I'll delete it because it was like, it has nothing to do with what somebody just asked me. You know, I might say, somebody might say, hey, can you get here by 8? And let's say it's, um, you know, it's seven thirty. Well, like obviously the person realizes that like it takes you X amount of time to get into your car and go and all, but so they don't need to know the whole, that whole story. All you need to do is say, Hey man, I'll be there at eight <laughs> fifteen. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, and so those kind of things I get uh, frustrated with, but I also get frustrated when somebody's like, yeah, man, I'm just, you know, I'm grinding it out. I'm working on my business and, and, and yeah, my strength has slipped. And it's like, man, those are, those are um, those are just crappy excuses you're throwing out there for yourself. You got weaker because you're not prioritizing. It. You got out of shape because it's not a priority anymore. It has absolutely nothing to do with your business. It has to do with the fact that you lost the the priority to do that. And I'm not saying that you can always stay at 100% strength because right now my strength is lower than it's been before. But it's lower for a, a, a ton of a ton of actual uh, reasons, um, but none of which have anything to do with my actual business because uh, I'm smart enough to take the 24 hours in the day right. and to arrange them in a way that I can you know do multiple things at one time. I I built this business and st- I started this business when both of my children were very young, so I had you know, a full family going on. I was in the middle of my powerlifting career. I was in, in the prime of my powerlifting career. And uh, I was inventing the slingshot and coming out with Power Magazine. Everything was kind of, uh, you know, all around at the same, at a similar time. But I think people need to understand is that uh, you're not doing these things at the same time because that's like physically impossible. You're doing these things one thing at a time. And so um, in terms of the business and in terms of, uh, lifting and those things like everything's always up everything's always like uh doing better because i force it to happen i I work on it all the time um there's always going to be some aspect of my fitness that is getting better there's always gonna be some aspect of the business that's getting better now while that's happening it's just common sense to say that something else might fall down a little bit something else might go a little bit and then you have to kind of cycle back through it uh a la the college the uh, conjugate method in uh you know with west side barbell training is the way that you need to kind of treat your life you need to say okay that old habit that i had that was good i need to bring that one back because this other bad habit started to take over okay that other good habit i had boom i need to bring that one back in okay i need to work on dropping weight again because i know thanksgiving's coming christmas new year's my birthday all these things are coming 
I might as well get ready for it now. I already know what the hell's going on. So, um, I never try to use the business as a thing like where I'm, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't think it would, uh, if I stop lifting, my business is not going to, um, increase by 200%. Okay. Well, that pretty much probably answers go, that. Probably, <laughs> I like the, probably going to go backwards. You know what I mean? Oh, right, yeah. right. I, I love your, uh, I love like your, your attitude with like priorities and like arranging everything because like I'm, I just went back to school and I'm about to finish a year and a half and I have all the other projects that I'm getting involved with. And I've noticed that prioritizing what I need is become a thing in my life. And especially with like texting people back, I've realized that as I've gotten older, my answers have gotten shorter. And people think that's because, like, oh, you're really busy. It's like, no, I'm just getting to the point. Like, yes, I can do this. No, I can't. Maybe. Or, you know, just being super short and sweet. Right. Like, if you were if you were to, you know, try to contact, like, The Rock, right? And let, let's, say, let's say that you knew him enough to message him, you know? I mean, it's... <laughs> It's very obvious that the guy is busy, right? Oh, yeah. But for him to tell you that he's too busy is no different than anyone else in the world telling you that they're too busy. Because too busy just means they don't have time to insert whatever it is that you are looking for them to do. It's not It's not on top of their list. So um, that's why I think like just your language, the communication that you have should be – uh, everybody could work on improving it, and I'm included in this 100% too, where, where my language isn't always great either. But it, it does us no good to like point out the things that are in the way. We already know like the things are in the way. Um, I was late because of traffic. You know, like you can't really say you were late because of traffic when you know at 5:30 that there's a lot of traffic. Like traffic is no longer the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's like you know traffic I was late there. because it's. I was late because it was, it's raining and it's like, well, it's been raining since five thirty in the morning. It's now 4 PM. You know, you, you weren't late because it's raining. You were late because you didn't think to yourself for 10 seconds that, Oh, well, it's raining. I should probably leave a little earlier. You know, there's all these little things. And I, I think that they're actually very negative. You know, you hear a lot of people talk about positive self-talk. Um, but I think that the negative self-talk that we give ourselves is so fucking sneaky. <laughs> it's so like it's so benign in some way where you're like I could say that it doesn't really matter you know oh you know I, I'm uh, I'm up five pounds because of my birthday no 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 you're not up five pounds because of your birthday you're up five pounds because you came off your diet you didn't prioritize your diet which is totally fine but don't say it's because of your birthday or it's because you know you got drunk last night because it was somebody's birthday no, you didn't get drunk last night because it was somebody's birthday. You got drunk last night because you wanted to have alcohol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you made, you made, a, you made a choice. Like, no one forced you into it. It was something that you consciously did. You made it a priority. That's what I'm going to do. And then you did it. Yeah. My, uh, my girlfriend's dad always says, uh, have the uh, six proper P's. It's, uh, it, it's uh, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's like, yeah, that's. Yeah, it's a huge deal is, you know, just planning ahead. I mean, what are some things that you can do to get ahead? Let's say you know, uh, let's say you know tomorrow that you're leaving uh, to, to go to Florida and, you, and you, your flight's at, uh, you know, five in the morning or something. Well, okay, well, now you got to get to the airport at four. So that means you got to leave your house at an appropriate time to get to uh, the airport. And, uh, you know, you, you need to, what are some things that you can do the night before, though? You could shower the night before. You could make sure everything's all packed up. You can even go as far as to put everything in your car that you know that you need. So when you wake up in the morning, maybe you have time for a meal. Maybe you have time. Now you set yourself up for success and you might have like more time for stuff. So you plan it out. You get to the airport early. You whip out, you know, your, uh, your, your, uh, you whip out your, your food that you brought with you or whatever, and you sit there and you, you get in your protein and your carbs or whatever your diet is. You get in your uh, meal before you hop on the plane. You don't have to worry about the peanuts or whatever they're serving on the plane. You're already ahead of schedule. And so th- those are kind of things that you want to try to think about. How can you prep yourself uh, going into each day? I always say uh, don't start your day until it's finished. And some people might think, oh, man, my schedule's crazy, man. I don't, I don't know, you know, when I'm doing this or doing that. You basically know. You have a decent idea of what your schedule's like. If you were to look at somebody's day planner 
and they had a nine to five job, you know what probably wouldn't be on there? their nine to five job, which it should be. That should be the first thing that you write down is like, you know, that that's that that should be on there. You want to try to have a detailed record. So if you know uh, that you're there nine to five, maybe you can arrange that you work out at six thirty every morning, get in a good workout and then get your ass to work on time. But you can also schedule out other things. You can schedule out your food. Um, if you schedule out your food and say, I'm every day, I'm going to eat at uh, eight I'm going to eat at 12, I'm going to eat at 4, and I'm going to eat at 8. You know, you got your four or five meals, however you work it out each day. Well, now you know, at least within like a half an hour, that you're going to eat at those times every day. And you know that you're like not available for certain things. Like you're taking a couple minutes to yourself to like pound down some food and to get the nutrition that you need to reach a lot of your goals. If these things aren't accounted for, if they're not planned ahead, then you could be setting yourself up for failure. You could be, uh, you could end up getting really hungry and making a poor choice. Remember, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And fatigue uh, comes in so many different ways as well. Um, the day uh, kicking your ass makes you tired. Obviously, not getting enough sleep makes you very fatigued going into the next day as well. So these are all things that you have to think of ahead of time. And you have to plan for it. You, you can't let the day beat you. You have to figure out a way uh, to get a victory. And so for that reason, you always want to try to uh, plan ahead. You always want to try to be a little bit ahead. Schedule things out. Write stuff down. Try to keep track of things. You're going to forget a lot of stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So my favorite question to ask uh, business owners and, and people who invented things was what's – like in your prime, what was like the – what was your aha moment when you decided, I got to make this slingshot, I got to make this product? Um, I was uh, I was at my gym one day. Uh, I was at, at Super Training Gym. Um, this was a smaller gym that I had in uh, Atomas, California. The gym was like about 900 square feet. So I was sitting in there one day by myself, and uh, I just sat at the end of a bench. It was at the end of a workout, and I grab this bench shirt i used to name my bench shirts <laughs> and this uh this bench shirt was named scoopy because it had this big scoop neck thing on it and it was like really uh, oversized those that don't know what a bench shirt is it's this crazy like compression shirt type thing that allows you to handle more weight uh, in a bench press and actually they're so restrictive and give you so much assistance that a lot of times you need you know a lot more than your max raw uh, just to even get a full range of motion, you might even like need like almost, uh, no, not double, but you, you need uh, several hundred pounds in some cases over your max. Uh, and plus, it makes you look like touch. a T Rex. Yeah, and yeah, it makes you look like you're in a straight jacket, you know. So, <laughs> um, I had this bench shirt just sitting there, and it was, it was really oversized. It was real big, and so I chucked it on. And uh, I hurt, I hurt my pec a few weeks before that. Uh, in training and I was really pissed because my squats and deadlifts were going so good and I was like ah man I, now I can't compete I had a meet scheduled and uh, I was kind of frustrated and so I was just sitting in there by myself I grab, throw this bench shirt on and I I push the bar around a couple times and then I was like oh let me see let me just put a plate on there like if it hurts I'll just rack the weight you know it won't be a big deal so I, I benched a plate and then it, that felt pretty good. And then I put a quarter on and that felt pretty good. And I put two plates on and that felt pretty good. And I was like, okay, I'm like, a bench shirt's absolutely ridiculous. Like it just, it looks weird. It takes a lot of people to get the thing on. Yeah. Um, and, and also, you can't do full range of motion work with it um, uh, unless you really know what you're doing or unless you have one that's like really oversized or something. And unless you have, you know, 120% of your max on there. So I was like, the barrier of entry into like throwing one of these things on is, is too high. They hurt, they're too expensive and, and so on. And so I uh, just thought to myself, like that was kind of like an aha moment where I was like, if I could figure this out, it kind of clicked in my head. All the guys and girls over the years that I've run into that said, oh, I used to bench press this amount of weight. I used to be able to do this or that. And I can't do it anymore because I had rotator cuff surgery or because I uh, blew out my shoulder because my elbows all jacked up. And I was like, man, imagine if I could make something that could help people 
be able to still do the movement that they love, which is the bench press. And so um, my gear started kind of grinding on that for a while, and I played around with a bunch of different stuff that was, you know, relatively bad ideas until um, I just decided to take two knee wraps and sew them together. And uh, the rest is kind of history from there. But once, you know, once I developed the product and tried it, there was a moment where I actually tried the slingshot, the first slingshot I ever made, which is the first thing you see when you enter my house. It's in this glass case because it's, uh, you know, it's the slingshot built everything. So that slingshot, when I tried it on the first time and laid down the bench press, 135 pounds a week shot off my chest like a rocket and kind of even gave me the idea of calling it the slingshot right there on the spot. But when I did that, and I, I did like, I don't know, like 20 reps or something, and I, I got up off the bench, I was covered head to toe in goosebumps because I was like, wow. I was like, this is it. This thing's going to really, this thing's going to really make a big impact. And I don't really know what, you know, what it was about the product that, uh, that got me so fired up or that made me see, uh, everything else that was to come. But for some reason I did see all that. I, I kind of knew like, I'm like, okay, I can take this idea and, uh, very easily on my own without a lot of help. As long as I can find somewhere to like mass produce it, then I can take this thing and, and I can, I can really run with it. I even had numbers in my head of, of what it would do. I'm like, I, I think I could do this. And then once I do that, then I'll, uh, you know, I'll need, like, well, I was kind of thinking to myself, I can get this thing to like be like a $5 million a year, you know, product. Like, I, I know I could, I know in my heart I could figure that out. Like, this is before I had any money or before I had any idea. I just, that popped in my head for some reason. I don't know why that number came to me, but that's what I saw. And then, you know, from there I started building products around the slingshot product itself. And, uh, you know, since that time, we've obviously cruised right past all that stuff. But, uh, I, for some reason I ended up with a, like a really clear vision. And I, I don't really understand how that happened. That's awesome. Well, the, um, was it the, now the material, I know each slingshot, you've used somewhat of a different material if, if I'm not mistaken. Like I know the mad dog is like the thickest and strongest one that you have. Um, right. as far as the, uh, the blue red and the camo, are those all basically the same or are they slightly different? Um, most of the slingshots have some, uh, different, different material. Uh, the, uh, mad dog slingshot is, basically a double up of the original slingshot okay and the original slingshot is the one that you usually see comes in red but it also comes in camo right um the camo and the red are, are identical okay. uh, however the camo one is stiffer is stiffer because of the dyeing process so it's actually it actually give you a little bit more pop than the uh, that makes sense original <laughs> slingshot yeah that's what jason the full bore slingshot is made out of the original slingshot material, uh, but it just has an angled sleeve, which I created that mainly for like, there's some bodybuilder, you know, men and women that just kind of have big old biceps, you know? And so I wanted to try to create something that fit them a little bit better. When I was trying to put stuff on like bodybuilders, like Phil Heath and some of these guys, it was like, Holy crap. <laughs> right. I don't have any idea how this thing's going to fit over their arm. And so I had to kind of get more of a, a tapered one. I, I personally really like the full bore slingshot uh, a lot. The reactive slingshot is uh, stretchier and easier to use, made out of slightly different material. Um, and then I also created another another slingshot, which is made more out of the reactive material, which we call the slingshot push up. It's for push ups, bench press, dips, just like the other ones. But I doubled up the layer in the middle because. Um, a lot of people I was running into that really struggled with a push-up, it didn't matter what slingshot they put on, they, they, they weren't able to really do a push-up. So I designed one that has, uh, it has different, um, it has a different sizing uh, protocol associated with it, and then it also has a double layer in the middle. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I'll be looking to getting that one. Well, I've I've used the uh, the camo one. I was actually able to put 500 pounds up with the camo, <laughs> which nice. I've, I've never... Like my raw bench right now is like four ten, but with nice. the with that camo one, I was able to put up five hundred, and it was like that halfway point. Uh, like obviously off the chest, it it popped up, but right when I got to that halfway sticking point, which I feel like is the um, pretty common sticking point for pretty much everyone. Right. Um, 
but it's still like, it, it was, it was just a really cool feeling to have that much weight in my hands and then being able to put it back up. So that, that was just it's really sl- cool to me. Yeah. The slingshot is a lot of fun. You know, that, that's, that's one thing that's undeniable about the product is, you know, throw, throw someone in a slingshot at a, at a commercial gym and ask them to, you know, hit the deck and give you some push ups. First thing they'll do is they'll like start laughing. They'll be like, yeah, oh God, great. <laughs> Like I can do a million reps and it's like, well, no, you can't actually, once you get to like 20 or 30, you'll be, unless you're in good shape, like you'll, you'll be pretty, uh, pretty fatigued. Yeah. But also on the bench press, when people get to use it for the first time, they're like, oh my God, this feels so good. Actually, uh, today was uh, day number two of having my son in the gym. So that's, that's been really fun. Yeah. I saw that, uh, he started going in there, uh, like on his own free will, which I can just imagine how psyched you are for that. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, I, I physically like brought him here, you know, but like right. he, he he and I went on a walk a few days ago and he's been doing some lifting uh, at school and uh, and then some of his friends, like he's 14, he's going to be 15 in January. Some of his friends kind of, uh, you know, they, they know who I am and stuff. They follow my Instagram and stuff. And so they were teasing him when they were lifting in, uh, in uh, PE and they're like, you got to lift as much as your dad and this and that. So then the PE teacher's like, who's your dad? And he's like, my dad's Mark Bell. And the guy was like, oh my God. He's like, I know Mark Bell. <laughs> and he's so like, at 15, he's already like, guys, my dad's Mark Bell. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And uh, the teacher's like, well, shit. He's like, you got to be able to bench like 500 pounds. Isn't that like a family minimum that you got to be able to, you got to be able to lift, you know? And, and so uh, I feel like anyway, that would he, get annoying though. I know, right? Yeah. He, he's been excited about it. So uh, yeah, he, he I, we went on a walk the other day and, uh, we usually walk with my dad my dad was with us the whole time and jake didn't really say anything our walks take 20 or 30 minutes my dad kind of he kind of shuffles along so he, he moves kind of slow but uh yeah we were on the, this walk and um we get done with the walk and my dad you know walked over to his house and it's just me and jake and jake's like dad he's like i think i want to learn more about lifting and i was like i was like you think you do and he's like i want to learn more about lifting and i was like i was like okay well uh and I'm trying to play it cool, but really, like, I'm jumping up and down on the inside, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, uh, you know, this weekend, you know, I'm I'm here, I'm in town, and, and you're here, and we're not doing much. So I said every Saturday, Sunday, I go to super training. So, uh, you know, why don't you, uh, you come with me? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll have you come with me. And if you really hate it, I mean, you know, you can bail out of it. But I, I said, I think, you'll, I think you'll like it. You know, I'll show you some stuff and. And so uh, that's that's what we've been doing. And today he got in a good workout. Yesterday we did some back and biceps, and today we we did some uh, chest and triceps. And we had him. Uh, he threw on the uh, the slingshot push up and banged out like uh, about fifty reps total of, of push ups. He did a, a few sets of like fifteen or so, ten wow. to fifteen reps on each one. So that that gave him a good uh, boost. But he was having fun with it. You know, that's that's the thing. It's like it, you're training. He was training and nutrition. They, they, you have to find a way for them to, uh, they can't feel so hard all the time. You know, it has to feel, it has to feel fun. It has to feel like sometimes somebody will do a low carb diet. And the comment that I'll hear is like, they'll say, Oh, I lost 40 pounds and it didn't feel like I was that restricted. Like I love the foods I was eating. That's when, you know, someone found the right program. They found the right things when they, they almost feel like they didn't have to, uh, like go way out of their way and do anything crazy to make it happen. Yeah. That's when you find that perfect balance. Did your, is your son playing any sports in high school right now? No, um, actually, both my kids, my daughter is uh, eleven, and both of them are bums, man. They they don't uh, <laughs> neither one of them play any sports or anything. But you know, they 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 have a lot of other interests. Jake, uh, he likes to film stuff. He likes to make uh, like movies and things like that for YouTube. And then Quinn, um, she likes to uh, she likes art. You know, she's into that kind of stuff. But they're both active. We make sure that they stay active. Yeah. Um, and we have kind of a no tolerance policy when it comes to like certain foods at certain times and different things like that. Like I, I'm, you know, I've been teaching them since they were really, really little. Um, you know that you know shitty foods make you feel shitty and they make you fat and these kinds of things. And I don't really, I don't really talk anymore about the foods making you fat because they're. 
they're both at an age where like I don't want to you know give them any sort of complex about the, their aesthetics, you know. Right. Um, but I, I've drove the point home enough when they were little to where it's like commonplace. Like they'll mention it. Like they'll even say, "Oh, if I eat too much of that, I'll get too fat." Right. You know? <laughs> right. Right. I'll be like, I'll be like, yep. And so you know, they both they both uh, do a good job with some uh, self regulation on that. But as a parent, you know, you have to you have to go out of your way to self-regulate that stuff. I think, you know, uh, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, uh, be too excited if your kid was hanging out with some random person that they met on the internet. Right. And so we, we protect our children from these weird things, but, uh, we don't, I don't think enough people are, are focusing in on the things that are just in, you know, right inside your house, uh, beyond, uh, you know, having access to the internet, which is your food, you know, and, and your kids are, you know, just slaughtering tons and tons of junk every single day. Um, and, and you're just, it's just not even, you know, those goldfish and all these freaking snacks. I mean, they're all, they're all garbage. Doesn't mean you have to get rid of all of them, but get rid of most of them and replace them with better habits, replace them with, uh, you know, I, I cook for my children every day because I think their nutrition is it's really, really important. And some days, like, you know, some days will be different. Like today, Today I took Jake to McDonald's and he got uh, sausage burrito. Like I know that's not the greatest thing in the world, but it, it, again, it, going back to what I originally said, this has to feel like a lifestyle. It has to it has to be integrated into some form of a lifestyle. And uh, for the most part, he's eating like steak and vegetables, and so is his sister. And so occasionally, because they are kids, they have to have their ice cream and they have to have this and that here and yeah. there. Hey, you know, you gotta let your kids have at least a, a cheat day once in a while. Yeah, yeah, they, they, and, and they, you know, they, um, because they're kids, you know, they, they do burn a lot of, they burn a lot of energy, you know, they, they, um, and, you know, there's, there's a couple ways to look at it. You can say, oh, my kid's not fat, so they eat whatever they want. Like, that's a huge mistake because trying to, trying to attach diet and exercise, uh, to, um, the way that you look is 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 just absolutely ridiculous because that is like that is probably the smallest thing that it does. Like the, the diet and exercise do so much for you; uh, it goes so far above and beyond uh, just the way that you look. And the way that you look does so much more for you than you think than it does. I think a lot of people just think like, "Oh, that person's self selfish," or they just want to. All they're into is themselves. They just want to look better. And it's like, well, if you had an idea of what that actually does for that person, it sets everything in their, everything else they do in their life. It sets them in motion. You know, it sets everything else in motion. I mean, it's no coincidence that guys like The Rock and guys like Tom Cruise and uh, a lot of these people, they get in better shape as they get older. They almost, they're almost better looking or, or some of these uh, women uh, celebrities as well. They're better looking as they progress, as they go forward, because they understand how good that makes them feel and so they put more and more priority more and more emphasis on that yeah it's like when you get older you realize everything your parents told you were actually right <laughs> that's the worst part <laughs> is having to admit that so like, God dang it. i guess you like i remember i had a, had a good moment with my dad the other day i was like you know what dad i was like you were you were right you were right a lot of things you told me in high school and I, in my first couple years of college and he looks at me he goes i've been waiting years for you to say that well, and see, like, I'll be on the phone with my dad and like, it was something that we had talked about like a week ago and I'll be like, all right, you were, you were right. He's like, I'm sorry. I, I, I was what? And he'll want to hear it like multiple times. I was like, all right, now you're just being a dick. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Basically, when you get older, you, you, you learn more about yourself yeah. and you learn about what the, you make the right choices and you realize your parents are right the entire time. Yep. Pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially when you have kids too, then you, then you really, uh, you find yourself saying the exact same things that your, your parents said and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I'm turning into my father. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Do you got anything? Uh, Mark, do you have anything you want to plug for uh, for everyone listening at home? Just to put one foot in front of the other, you know, and, and be, you know, work on just, 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 just always try, you know, like I, I just talked to a guy, he's been in the gym for a while, he's a heavier guy, and, 
you know, he's, and again, like, you know, be very conscious, pay attention to, pay attention to what's around you, pay attention to, um, the people that you have in your life that could potentially help you or people in your life that you could potentially help Uh, just keep your eyes open but you know with this one guy in particular we got talking about nutrition and uh he was like yeah you know i can't really do that because i work nights and i was just thinking your your nutrition and you working nights um let's just make no mistake about it they, they don't have anything to do with each other they're um they're not related to each other in any way. There's plenty of people that work nights that are probably perfectly healthy. Um, and so to try to, to try to just think that those two things are, are a one-to-one ratio, that those things are relatable to each other at all, uh, it may be a little bit more difficult for you to have better eating habits. But the same thing could be said with uh, if you told somebody, you know, hey, you should try this diet, they might say, oh, man, it doesn't work great for me because I'm home all the time and I have children, I have access to a bunch of junk food. It's like, man, well, well, there's a lot of conversation to go on here because you shouldn't have that bullshit in your house anyway. If it's not good enough for you, why would it be good for your children? Uh, so there's just a lot of this a lot of this uh, self-talk that I hear that is um, it's great to encourage people to you know, have more positive self-talk, like you should feel good about yourselves. You know, you, you hear people kind of talk about how they'll look in the mirror each morning and they'll, they'll say these like kind words to themselves or whatever that lifts their spirit up. And that, that's great. Like if that, if that works for you, uh, then that's great. But like, I'm, I'm a way more negative person than that. So that wouldn't fly with me. I would be like, you're full of shit. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't, it that wouldn't work well for me, but I do think that everyone can probably, uh, pump the brakes a little bit. They can slow themselves down. I'd like everybody that listens to this message to think to themselves with each choice that you have to make throughout the day, with each decision that you have to make throughout the day, it's going to lead to other choices. It's going to lead to other things. And we continue to take the better route. Sometimes it's the harder route. Sometimes it's a longer route. Um, but in the long run, that'll be the best thing for you because that is where, um, that is that is just how you work in particular. That's why you made that better choice. That's why you decided to do that. That's why you decided to uh, whip out your Tupperware and eat, you know, your steak and rice uh, while everybody else is, uh, you know, chowing down on fast food or eat Chipotle or whatever it might be. So these these better choices that you you can make in each day, we get really tired each day. And it's hard to make them consistently. But I want everybody listening to this to think to themselves with each decision that they make about should I eat the Snickers bar or not, think to yourself, you know, how does this help? How does this hurt? Kind of play that over in your head again, over and over again before you make a decision. You can actually make a legitimate, uh, you can make a legitimate argument on why certain things would work, um, even if they're not going towards your plan. You can say, you know what? You strung together, man. You strung together a good 14 days in a row, dude. Like, let, let's just go for it. Like, this is this cake's only made once a year because grandma makes it, or, or these brownies, or whatever it is. And that's where some of these things, some of these things make sense. And that's where you can say, you know what? I am going to let off the gas pedal for today. I am going to just, you know, I am just going to go for it. But also, on top of that, why not prep yourself going into that? Why not be a little different than everybody else? Why? You know, why why set such a low standard for yourself that it's, oh, it's Christmas, so I'm going to eat whatever I want. Why not try to do something a little different? Why not maybe for that day, or maybe the day before, you stop eating at like 6 p.m. And you say, you know what, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to go on a 24-hour fast. 6 to 6, not going to eat. And then we have that Christmas dinner or that Thanksgiving dinner or whatever it is. That's what I'm going to kind of have at it. Um and, and maybe you wake up early that day and get some training in and you, you do some things that are for yourself that set you up uh, really well for uh, some of these other things. But, you know, I think the um, you got to understand that a lot of times these uh, these celebrations and stuff, a lot of times they're they're <laughs> a lot of times if, if you keep riding out that celebration for too long, it's really just it's setting you up for something that you actually truly don't want. So think about your goals. Think about how does this help? How does this hurt? And set forth uh, the choices that line up. You want to set up the choices in each and every day that align up with what your goal is. You want to bench 500 pounds. You want to squat 300 pounds. You want to 
be able to run a, uh, you know, eight minute mile or six minute mile or whatever your goal is. Make sure that there's multiple things set up going towards that goal so you can actually hit it. And when you actually do hit that goal, uh, you'll feel amazing and you'll feel so good about it because you did it your way. You did it with a lot of the things uh, that you set up for yourself. You have the opportunity to actually do all these things. We're not a, um, we're not a bear. We're not a zebra. We're not a, we're a human being and we get to make a lot of our own choices. We get to decide whether we're going to sit down and play video games or whether we're going to go outside for a walk or whether we're going to do something uh, that's for the betterment of ourselves or for somebody else, or if we just sit down and uh, pick our nose. So <laughs> that's some of my uh, advice. And uh, if you want to check out some of our products, we got products over at markbellslingshot.com. We got slingshots, we got knee sleeves, we got wrist wraps, uh, elbow sleeves. We got all kinds of stuff, a lot of apparel. So uh, check out the website. You can find me at Mark Bell Slingshot. You can find me at uh, at Mark Smelly Bell on Instagram as well. Sweet. Oh, and I sorry, I actually have one one last question. Um, sure. Are you going to be coming down for the uh, U.S. Open this year? Where are you guys at? San Diego. Oh yeah, when is that? Is that April? Uh, I believe it's in April. It's it's like uh, either the beginning or mid. Is it in May? No, I think they changed it to April this year, though. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's either April or May. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm around, uh, uh, it's possible I might uh, creep out to that. I I I would like to get to more. Uh, I'd like to get out to more powerful meets. So it's definitely uh, definitely a possibility. It's always so much fun, you know. It's so yeah. much fun to watch these men and women, you know, hit these huge weights. Um, well, especially at that level as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, what is uh, Hapthor Bjornsson? I think he just squatted Jesus. like he squatted like ten, squatted like ten thirteen. I know he got like red lights on it, but like in his first power team, he squatted a thousand. Yeah, pounds. the the one that uh, he did get was like nine seventy, and I think he walked away with like a twenty four hundred plus total. Yeah, it's really wild. I mean, that guy's. I mean, he's just so big. I guess he just it just doesn't feel like anything on his back or whatever. But freaking, uh, he's probably still feeling it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is. Um, that is some crazy stuff. And just to switch sports like that, like the yeah. sports are not related to each other. So that's what, well, and, and what they also found, um, earlier is that this isn't the first time he's competed. Oh, okay. Like he's, he's competed like, um, it was, it was early two thousands, but like two or three other times. His knee wraps just didn't look long enough for how big his knee like wraps a... looked like a compression cuff. Yeah, it did. Right. <laughs> Like it was so small. Like I, I, I don't think there's knee wraps that can actually fit him properly. Well, I think you know he's sponsored by SBD, and I think SBD only makes like two meter knee wraps because I think that's all the IPF allows. Right. Hey, but he needs like he needs a three meter. Yeah, he's he needs a that, three that, meter. That's a, that's big boy like length right there. But yeah, it was it was it's, really cool to see those videos of him competing. You know, in just the three compound lifts because everyone's so used to him seeing like deadlifting 1100 pounds and with straps and everything like that. So, but I mean, I'm still very impressed with how well he did without having to use any straps or anything like that. So we're, we're at, we're at a really cool uh, time period. I think, you know, think about it. Like fitness is like really actually very new. You know, we, we, I think we sometimes forget that, but fitness is like, you know, it, it's only been around for like 60 seconds, basically, you know, it, it hasn't <laughs> been around that long. And, but we're in a good time. We're in a good time period. We get we get the opportunity to see. Um, I mean, the, the strength that the women have nowadays is just—it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, puts a lot of us men in shame. I mean, I saw a girl the other day uh, squatting five seventy for reps. Yeah. Um, just like I don't, I don't, I don't even understand. Uh, Steffi Cohen, you know. Um, well, and then, and then uh, the, Mariana uh, Power Mayan. Um, right. I actually witnessed her squat. 465 for six like i was there yeah. that night i was there that night i was like holy shit yeah so. it's just getting to be it's just getting to be crazy and um you know to see guys like larry wheels you know um hit these different gyms and hit these different lifts and doing some fun stuff i mean i know some powerlifters may frown upon it it's not traditional powerlifting but hey you know what so what whatever gets people excited about moving around some weights 
Exactly. Um, you know, if Larry Wheels lifts with his shirt off, that inspires somebody to lift. <laughs> then, then I'm all for it. You know, I think it's I think it's great. And um, you know, we just need we need more people in the sport. We need more people to get involved. And I think that's a good way for the sport to continue to grow. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Mark, it was awesome having you come on, and thank you for taking time out of your day to do this. I know you didn't have to, but we definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Have a great one. Catch yeah. you later. All thank right, you, Mark. Thank you. Later. Bye. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What Mr. a Mark cool Bell. dude, man. You know what the common, like, the common theme is? I like uh, JP is like – JP is like the medium of Adam, you know, who's, you know, about expressing your story. Everyone has a story and I want to hear it. Right. And then Mark's, you know, he's like the philosophical. He's more like, he's more (laughs) like if you're not getting the results, it's because you're not letting yourself get the results. Right. You're not planning for it. Exactly. And I, 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 you know what? And it's super funny because I feel more relatable to his mentality of things of like being, you know, being, it's like he looks at negativity as a way of like self-motivating yeah like if you're seeing yourself negatively do something about it like, yeah it, the exactly fact that you won't do anything about it is the is the shit and attitude. what's funny is uh when he said that they're coming out with the uh, the x elbow sleeves mm-hmm. i actually used a pair of my friend's uh knee sleeves the x sleeves and they have like this ring it's um uh, it's it's like some sort of it, not really adhesive, but it's like a almost like a rubber ring on the inside to keep them from slipping. And I actually used her uh, knee sleeves as elbow sleeves one time. Oh, you're yeah, you're talking about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that. Well, and they actually messaged me later. They're like, "Don't tell anyone, but we're coming out with some." Nice. I, <laughs> so, I like this. I like the fact that he's making sleeves for push-ups and dips. Yeah. Well, well, the the slingshot. So I want to, I think it'd be cool. I don't know if you probably could do it, but like I was thinking to myself, like, what if you made, what if you made a slingshot for pull-ups? Um, like as your, as your weight goes down, it helps you pull it back. It's a, it would be like an assisted pull-up. Basically. I mean, just use a resistance band. That's basically the same thing. Oh yeah. I guess you could, do you that. know, so <laughs> like don't, don't steal that idea. We're trademarking that, patenting <laughs> that right now, but we'll call it the pulley, the, the pulley. <laughs> well, and they also have pull-up machines. So yeah. there's those. Ah, I forgot about the machines. Machines are going to be uh, our competitors, main <laughs> competitors for our product. <laughs> but but no, yeah, no, they all have the, the almost this, the same mentalities. This this like this like get after it every day. You have 24 mm-hmm. hours. Use the most of it. But yeah. also make sure you're getting enough sleep. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because like, yeah. as he's saying that, all all like the entire time, all I can think about is okay. I have this many hours before work, and then I have that much time. Then I have this much time after work. Like, what can I fit into my day now? Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, what can I fit in? What do I want to do? Yeah. Yeah, it's – I mean, everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. You know, it's it's all up to how you use it. That's our philosophical view. (laughs) Boom. Philosophy. (laughs) I don't have a degree in philosophy, but I did do some critical thinking classes. (laughs) But (laughs) – But – um, yeah. Do you have anything to promote uh, for this coming up week? Not really. Um, everyone, be safe, especially with Christmas coming up. People can be just ridiculous on the roads. Oh, so. some guy yesterday after I left your work, as I was leaving, some guy pulled out of the shopping center right there by Dollar Tree. Yeah. And instead of slowing down as he's pulling out like normal people do, he kept pulling out. He was literally maybe four or five inches away from like hitting my car. And See, I, that's what I'm saying. People I, are ridiculous I around this time. I have and yelled <laughs> at my car that, that hard in such a long time where my, literally my arm is flying out my door. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. See, so just be safe. Um, I really, as far as my training and everything like that goes, I don't really have anything to plug. Um, but you can definitely check out slingshot. They have a lot of great products that will help you increase your bench. I've been using them. Everyone in my gym uses them. They're amazing. Uh, but also, while you guys are at it, check out our sponsor, Warfare and Clothing. Uh, use Power Comedy to get 20% off site-wide. Um, he is in the works on getting knee sleeves and elbow sleeves out. So make sure you guys keep an eye out for that as well. Um, and, yeah, that's all I really got. Yeah, and you guys can find me on Instagram at Michael A. Ramos. And yep. you guys can also find me on Twitch if you want to watch me play video games and make poor decisions. <laughs> and make poor decisions. At uh, twitch.tv forward slash Strix TTV. Uh, if you want to see me make 
a use of my eight hours a day. <laughs> and you can find me at Nick the Hulk Dorio on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. And our um, Instagram is at Power Comedy. Is it at Power Comedy Podcast? Power Comedy Podcast. Yeah. And then Twitter is Power Comedy Pod One. Yes. And uh, also you can find Warfare and Clothing, clothing uh, on Instagram at Warfare and Clothing. Um, and then same thing on Twitter. It's just at Warfare Inc. One. one. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all the plugs. That's the interview. Yep. Hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, even tell your grandmother. <laughs> yep. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Talk to you next week. Later. Bye-bye.